Hey, good morning, everybody. It's 8.10 a.m. Eastern Time. It is Friday, June 26, 2020. Uh, happy Friday, everybody. Okay, let's talk about yesterday. So, um, pretty volatile trading session yesterday. Uh, you know, in the earlier uh, earlier parts of the session, the, the Dow was down more than 300 basis points, uh, but all three exchanges kind of rallied up a, a bumpy slope. Uh, and closed up a, a good amount. Um, the Dow ended up up 118 basis points. The S&P was up 110, and the Nasdaq was up 109. Um, that's coming off of you know a, a really grim forecast from the IMF uh, around shrinking global GDP. You know thoughts that a global recession is going to get worse. Uh, Massive increase in coronavirus cases. We're learning that we really don't have it under control. The second wave that was feared in the fall is actually here now. Um, a pretty tough jobs report. But, uh, you know, market doesn't care. Stonks go up, right? Um, now, why did it go up? Uh, I mean, there's still more speculation on stimulus from the Fed. Uh, at this point, I think they're locked into it. Uh, they have to increase stimulus uh, and they have to extend the unemployment benefits because if they strip it away now, um, they will undermine all the uh, fake hot air that they've pumped into the market and the bottom will fall out. And they know that. They have to know that. So um, they haven't announced it officially yet, but I would expect to see uh, unemployment benefits get extended through July, um, maybe even another round of triple P. Uh, who knows? Um, sorry future kids. Your, your future has been mortgaged. Um, but it's an election year. You know, it's important. Got to keep the market stable, right? Short term. Got to look short term. That's the only way to sustain a strong country over the long term is just complete tunnel vision on the short term. <sighs> Additionally, uh, federal regulators at the FDIC uh, said that they might be ruling back some of the restrictions of the Volcker Rule, which was established for uh, after the uh, 0809 crisis, which basically forbid large banking institutions to use their balance sheet to trade their own prop book, to invest in kind of risky bets, to do any kind of speculative investing. Uh, they suggest they might rule that back and, you know, allow these banks to start investing their balance sheet a little bit more freely, uh, putting money to work in VC funds. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll let them start whipping around ETFs, start trading those Direxion levered bear funds again, uh, or both funds, right? Everybody's a bull these days, uh, except for yours truly. Um, that could have caused the market to rally, which to me is insane because, you know, that's the FDIC saying one thing. And then you got the Fed coming out and saying that they're putting fresh limits on U.S. banks after annual stress tests found that several of these institutions are close to getting their minimal capital requirements uh, in, in some models for near term impacts from the coronavirus that, you know, they've played out. And they're like, hey, look, this is really real. You guys are near um, your, your absolute basement on the stress test. So they forbade stock buybacks for Q3, as well as limited the amount of dividends that they can pay out. So, I mean, we're hearing mixed messaging. It's just like, I mean, I don't know. You couldn't envision a world as messy as today if you, uh, if you tried. You know, you sat down with an economics professor in 2000 and, you know, capital markets professionals in like 2018. And you were like, all right, give me, give me your most fucked up scenario for 2020. All right. Like what would be, in your opinion, like the strangest possible case? Uh, aside from like total nuclear war and like, or like an asteroid hitting us, I don't even think they could get to this. This is, I mean, guys, this is fucked. Okay. Uh, nothing we can do about it. Paul Volcker, uh, is the guy who the Volcker rules named after, by the way. Uh, he was a former chairman of the Federal Reserve. 
uh, actually uh, sat down, had dinner with him uh, back in 2015, uh, 16, 16, and uh, heard him speak and actually sat at the same table as him at this event in New York. And I mean, you know, other than uh, him being a very tall man um, and kind of a very old school conservative, I don't really have much else to say about the guy other than he's dead now and he's probably spinning in his grave. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. There's my little Volker anecdote. Um, very tall, very tall man. Um, Amazon announced yesterday that they bought the naming rights to Seattle's downtown arena, uh, renaming it to the Climate Pledge Arena. That's uh, kind of backpacking a little bit on uh, what we talked about yesterday, Amazon uh, rolling out that $2 billion VC fund focused on reducing the impacts of climate change. Uh, this new arena is going to be home to Seattle's new NHL franchise, uh, as well as the WNBA's Seattle Storm. Who knows? Maybe concerts there one day in the, in the future, maybe in 2021, 2022. I don't know. Whenever concerts come back, I miss live music, guys. I really do. Um, the volume of deals for U.S. commercial properties, offices and hotels, that is, plummeted 79% year-over-year in May. That's from a firm in New York called Real Capital Analytics. Uh, transactions fell to $9.8 billion in the month of May, down 11% month over month from April. Uh, but I thought things were getting better. Uh, apparently not on the commercial real estate side. Uh, Disneyland in California announced their reopening on July 17th is now going to be pushed back due to the spike in coronavirus cases. Uh, we also saw some heavy options bets yesterday, inc rather increasingly heavy options bets against the market for the balance of 2020. Seeing huge volumes of S&P futures puts being bought. Uh, a put means that you are entitled to put a share of a certain investment vehicle to another investor who bought your put at the level that you purchased it at. So. Uh, you know, if I buy a, a put of Ford Motor Company at, let's just use complete hypotheticals here, at $20, uh, and uh, somebody on the other side buys that put at $20, uh, and that stock goes up to 25 at the point of expiration on that, I can then, well, they can say, hey, I'll take that stock at $20 now, and I have to sell it to them at $20. Uh, and then they can take that put and sell it into the market for 25 and make a profit. However, if it goes down to 15, they bought that put. They have to take it at $20. So I've hedged myself and I've made five bucks on the downside per share. Um, and they got to eat it and hang on to it until the market rallies or sell it and take the loss. Because uh, I know that some of you out there don't understand uh, derivatives. Um, it's okay. Don't be embarrassed. If you don't trade them, there's no reason you should. If you never took the Series 7, you, you don't need to understand this stuff. Um, and if you're a retail investor, you really shouldn't be fucking around with that anyways because it's an awesome way to get your face ripped off. Anyways, that's kind of the uh, very high-level spoon-fed on how it works. Anyways, people are buying puts. They're buying S&P puts. They think the market's going to go down. Um, but the market doesn't care. market doesn't care. Stonks go up. Okay. Um, Cuomo pulled back a little bit on his rhetoric for reopening and his enthusiasm. He said... Gyms, casinos, malls, and movie theaters need to wait a little longer to reopen, uh, which I think is probably a death sentence for some of these malls who were already doomed, but uh, this is like final nail in the casket kind of thing, and I'm worried about movie theaters too. I mean, they their revenue is zero. When people can't go in, their revenue is zero. Um, there's nothing they can do. People have alternative sources to get media. I mean, obviously, you probably have three streaming services, at least yourself. Um, anybody can access basically anything these days from the home. 
so I am nervous about the movie theaters because I do like going to the movies. Um, $1.4 billion worth of stimulus checks were sent to the deceased. Uh, yes, the Fed sent a uh, billion and a half dollars to dead people with their, uh, their stimulus package, which was, you know, a very carefully planned and well thought through and just brilliant, brilliant strategy and, and policy. So uh, it, it surprises me, frankly, that, that there was incompetence involved here. Um, but, you know, 1.4 billion, come on, that's a drop in the bucket, right? We're talking about 1.8, 2.5 trillion, who knows? Who knows if we'll ever really know the real number? Um, we may switch over to, like, world credits before uh, we ever get clarity on that. You know, we might have to move over to one whole world government and just kind of use the RFID chips implanted in our wrist to scan credits at, you know, the Amazon, our local Amazon outpost uh, or the company store because, you know, you'll be working for them at that point. Uh, one way or the other. You probably already are, whether you know it or not. Okay. Um, at the end of the day, Nike reported a surprise loss on the quarter uh, with sales down 30% year over year for last quarter. Um, that was shocking. A lot of people love Nike, myself included. I mean, people were buying a ton of Nike products online. People were buying a ton of Nike products through whatever channels they could get access to, The you know, the few retail stores that were open. But, you know, people still buy their apparel and footwear, really, for the most part, in person. And you know, all of their stores were closed and the stores that reopened in a lot of areas had to reclose again because of all these riots. And now we're seeing coronavirus cases spike. And I mean, it's just it's just not good for retailers. Um, doesn't matter how much money the economy, you know, the government pumps in uh, the economy. It's all going to e-commerce. It's all going to digital. So those who have outsized exposure to uh, brick and mortar, especially on the non-essential side, uh, are getting hurt. Now, on the opposite side of that coin, Rite Aid, uh, ticker R-A-D, uh, was up huge yesterday after reporting a blowout quarter because Rite Aid, along with other grocery and department stores, um, they're, they're essential um, and they have been open throughout the duration of this and they sell a ton of shit that people don't usually buy there that people now are buying there. So all of the purchases that people would make at other stores that are normally open are now being made at, you know, drugstores, grocery stores, grocery stores, etc. And that's everything from cosmetics to apparel to you know, people are like buying underwear and t-shirts and socks and stuff at Rite Aid now and toys at Rite Aid, you know? So, um, that was a huge number and the stock was up big time, uh, traded up a little bit more after hours, but I can't say it was terribly surprising. All right, let's talk about today. Um, <clears throat> so as we look at things here at 8.20 AM Eastern time, um, the Dow is down, uh, 40 basis points on futures. The S&P is down 13 basis points. The NASDAQ is a uh, flat green. It's up seven basis points. Um, Futures been fluctuating a little bit since we've been looking at them or since around 7 o'clock this morning. Um, you know, I don't know what we'll see today. There's no good news. Everywhere I look around me is bad news. Um, I think what we might see today is like a little bit of a rally in the morning and then a sell-off into the afternoon. So kind of like take yesterday's chart and invert it. Uh, I think that's what we may see. Um, people selling off into the weekend. Who knows? Um... Asia is up, with the exception of the Hang Seng. Europe is up, and oil and gold are both up. Um, so I don't know. It's just, you know, there's a little enthusiasm out there. People are buying strange things, but we'll see what happens. Uh, on the headlines this morning, U.S. virus cases have hit a record with more than 39,000 new infections yesterday, surpassing the peak uh, on April 24th for the country. The, the, the old peak. We hit a new peak yesterday, guys. New peak in the U.S. in coronavirus infections. All right. But hey, why shouldn't we be at uh, at, at all time highs in the market? 
Um, now, the Commerce Department is set to release their monthly report on personal income and spending uh, in seven short minutes at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, that might be interesting, but again, I'm believing less and less in, in the data coming out of our own government. It's starting to look like Chinese government data. Uh, they just can't afford to give people bad news right now. So they'll manipulate it. They'll lie, probably, but we'll see soon. Uh, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index coming out at 10 a.m. It's expected to rise a whole 10 basis points <laughs> month over month. And uh, Mike Pence, Mike Pence, your favorite vice president, the, the wax man, is, is back and leading the coronavirus task force for a presser at high noon today. That's 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, I might watch that. Who knows? Haven't seen those guys in a while. Um, okay, the chart of the day comes from our favorite German lender, Deutsche Bank. It's uh, their consumer loan data. Um, it's a chart of the payments and rate of delinquency on um, auto loans, credit card payments, and home mortgages overlaid with an unemployment chart. So uh, the unemployment chart obviously has spiked massively, way up over 2008 levels. Um, and the delinquency on credit payments is not at 2008 levels anywhere near them yet, but it's getting there. It's creeping up. Um, it's definitely moving in the wrong direction. It's not moving with the same velocity as unemployment, but unemployment's a leading indicator and uh, delinquency is a trailing indicator. So I would expect those two to catch up. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what the University of Michigan says about consumer confidence and spending um, and just the health of the overall consumer. I think it's really, I think the consumer's in bad shape. Uh, I think it's all, you know, it's just all stimulus right now. Um, it's got to go away at some point, but who knows? Maybe it doesn't. Read something yesterday from an unknown source that said, uh, you know, fundamentals are just over, you know, just fucking don't bet against the Fed. We're going to just a fully controlled economy, just keep buying stocks. The government can't let it go down. Um, I personally don't believe in that, but who knows, maybe uh, uh, the barstool guy and his gang of idiots and, and the, uh, the Robin Hood folks are just going to be able to save the world. Uh, I think that's unlikely. I think they'll end up uh, in a stacked Golgotha of skulls probably, but... I mean, I hope they do, but uh, we'll see what happens. All right, let's go back in the time machine today, guys. Today in history, 1979, Muhammad Ali announced his retirement, uh, perhaps the best known and, and uh, best established boxer in American history, maybe of all time, maybe in the history of the sport. Uh, in 1977, Elvis Presley performed in public for the last time. Avita uh, Zane, baby. Uh, we like the king. Uh, we never got to see him because uh, he was a little before our time, but uh, maybe we'll listen to some Elvis today to remind us. Um, in 1976, the CN Tower in Toronto uh, opened up. It was the tallest freestanding structure in the world until 2007 when it was uh, outdone by the Burj Khalifa uh, over in Dubai. Um, but uh, the CN Tower, 1,800 feet uh, and change. Um, that's awfully large, especially in 1976. All right, in 1945, the charter for the UN, the United Nations, was signed in, uh, in San Francisco. They haven't really done much since then. Uh, drain a lot of funds, cause a lot of issues, get a lot of people killed, misplace a lot of uh, humanitarian aid, um, cause a lot of controversy. I'm not a fan of the UN. Um, pretty, pretty, limp, uh, pretty limp-wristed organization, if you ask me. Okay, and in 1721, Puritan ministers Cotton Mather and Zabdiel Boylston in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, long before it was the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, began the first smallpox vaccinations in the American colonies. Interesting, because that was a major uh, pandemic back in the day, and we're in a major pandemic now. Um, but uh, things were different then. Um, you know, a lot of people credit uh, the folks at Valley Forge uh, in 1775 
uh, as basically being the first people to experiment with vaccines in the new world. But, uh, you know, some of the Puritans were ahead of them. Many forget. All right, guys, that's all we got today. Have a wonderful Friday. Uh, have a great weekend. Hopefully you get out there, enjoy some sun, and uh, get to relax a little bit and unplug. I plan on doing that. Thanks.